0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I am your host Ryan Brown, and today I've got the one and only DS Dan Sadik on with me. DS, how we doing?
1: Uh, doing pretty well, Ryan. Doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, not too shabby. This is uh, this
0: is part two of our NFL season preview we had little mike on for part one to preview the nfc side of things so uh definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't already so we are going to preview the afc side of things here in part two we'll give like we did in part one a player to watch from each division some bold predictions and then we'll rank each team one through four on where we think they'll finish within their division, and we'll wrap up with some playoff picks. And obviously, we're going to have to talk a little bit about the Patriots and where we see them shaking out this season and what our expectations are as well. So without further ado, let's get things going. DS, we're going to start things off in the AFC West. So obviously, I think this is going to be the best division in not only the AFC, but I think it could be the best division in all of football. Uh, you could, I think, I think it's within the realm of possibilities and, and actually reasonable to see every single team above 500 in this division. So uh, that, that being said, give me a player to watch
1: for in the AFC West this year, Dan. All right. So in the AFC West, it's nothing, it's not like the hottest of takes, but I truly believe Derek Carr is going to be a potential MVP candidate uh, coming out of the West this year. He's got, look, you got Devontae Adams on your side with an already pretty solid uh, weaponry around you and Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller. Uh, you know, your your backfield ain't too shabby either. It's not the best, but it should do the trick given what you have, um, you know, at the wide out spots and tight end. Um, so I think Derek Carr is poised to have a big year. And first year, uh, second time head coach Josh McDaniels at the helm. I think Josh is gonna have a much better time around this time. I don't think, you know, I think it's gonna take a little bit of time to build, but uh, this year, I just think Carr is going to go off. And if he doesn't, he's got pretty much nobody to blame but himself because he has the weapons. Devontae Adams is an absolute freak, probably the best route runner in the league. So got to go with uh, Derek Carr.
0: I'm going to stick with the Raiders, actually. My player to watch is is Darren Waller. You actually mentioned him already. He, he had a bit of a down year last year in 2021. But that was because of injuries and efficiency issues. He was really dominant when he burst onto the scene in 2019. Same thing in 2020. But now, coming off a, a kind of a down-ish year for him, he's got Devontae Adams in town now. Hunter Renfro is still there. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see if he can get back on track in, into that dominant form that he was in for that two-year stretch. I, I'm not sure if Devonte Adams being in town helps or hurts his chances, because you can argue for both sides of the coin there. Thus, I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how Darren Waller fares this year. Bold prediction wise, it sounds like you may uh, you may have kind of combined yours. Is is Derek Carr being in, in finishing like top three in the MVP? Is that your bold prediction, or do you, do you have something else?
1: That's that's pretty much it, Um, you know, because I don't think the Raiders are going to be like, you know, top of that division. Like you said, Ryan, it's the best division in football, uh, at least on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, So, no, it's it's really just Derek Carr sort of getting to that level again. Like he has the chemistry already with uh, Devontae Adams. They played, you know, back in college. But like, I just think that is that's enough excitement for me from that division. I don't think anything is going to, is going to jump out too, too much. I mean, the Broncos are, you know, they got a bit of a new look, but you know, I think, I think the team to watch in that division is, uh is the Raiders. So no, nothing other than the, the car stuff.
0: Gotcha. My bold prediction coming out of the AFC West is that Joey Bosa, the defensive end edge rusher, whatever you want to call him these days for the chargers, he is going to break the single season sacks record en route to D poy honors. I oh. I know that's that's a hot one. That, that's a that's really bold because Joey Bosa has had some injury issues over the course of his career. And the stats just he hasn't been able to put together a full season, and the stats kind of reflect that. The impact has always been there. When he's on the field, he makes an impact but he's never been able to stay on the field consistently. I'm going to say as as a bold prediction that changes this year, that narrative gets reversed. Not only is he on the field for the entire time, but he keeps that dominant level of play from start to finish. And he is right there. If not breaking it, he's right there on the cusp of breaking that single season sacks record. Now let's let's kind of... Real quick, break down how we think the AFC West will shake out in a nutshell. So we'll rank them one through four, who we think is going to win the division, who will finish last, et cetera, et cetera. I'll go first, DS. I think that this is the Chargers division this year. I have them narrowly outpacing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to win the division. But I honestly think you can make the case for either team. I think Vegas will be not a distant third, but they won't be in the conversation for the division come the final week or two. But (laughs) I think they'll be right there, one, for a potential playoff spot. Uh, So I definitely can see at least three teams coming out of this division into the playoffs. Denver, though, I I don't... I'm not sold that just because they traded for Russell Wilson, that now they're just all of a sudden going to be in the mix for the playoffs. I, this is one of those, I have to see it to believe it kind of things. Like, I still think this Denver offense is going to be clunky, like Javante Adams and Melvin Gordon is obviously a very good one, two duo out of the backfield. Uh, The the wide receiver core out of Cortland Sutton is just unproven. And I got to see it. I know they'll have a a really good defense, but when you got to play the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders offenses twice a year, they're not going to have a ton of room for error there. And if the offense isn't clicking, then there's going to be a ton of pressure on the defense. And I think that Denver is going to be the team that kind of, struggles to keep up with the rest of their division so i've got chargers chiefs raiders and then broncos how do you see it shaking out Dan?
1: Uh man almost right on the money with mine um i got chiefs uh winning the division winning the west uh followed by the chargers and the raiders then the broncos and i'm just not totally sold on the chargers uh yet to be you know, to win that division. I still think, despite some uh, key departures, you know, for the Chiefs, you know, their offense may not be as explosive, but I mm-hmm. do still put my faith in Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and company overall. Um, more so over the Chargers, I still think the Chiefs are going to win that division. I think it'll be close. I think the Chargers, Chargers will be um, right there in the mix for a playoff spot, but um i just don't see them winning it and the raiders again i think they'll be better than the broncos for pretty much the reasons you stated like you know i gotta see it to believe it for the broncos and you could argue the same a bit for the raiders but i just i trust their offense um and what it looks like a lot more i trust uh mcdaniels i know that's a little weird to say you know given (laughs) his failures before um as a head coach, but I do think that uh, I do think they're going to start something there over in, uh, in Vegas. And I think that's going to be, yeah, just a really tight division, but the Broncos ultimately being the worst in that division. I don't know. Russell Wilson, wrong side of 30 mobile guy. How long, you know, is that going to really last um, in terms of like elite, elite level of play? I don't know. I mean, It's going to be a test. It's going to be a true test form. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of how I see it shaking out.
0: I'm pretty much right there with you, man. Let's switch things over to the AFC North here. My player to watch in the AFC North, which obviously is home to the reigning AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals is actually going to be Mark Andrews, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens last year in 2021 career year led all tight ends in all the major receiving categories receptions reception yards receiving touchdowns targets you name it he was he paced the position across the board however if you look at his splits because lamar jackson did miss six games last year only played on 11 uh mark andrews had half of his statistical output in those six games that Lamar Jackson missed and had the same level of production as that in just 11 over in 11 games that he did have Lamar. So basically, what I'm saying is he had twice the amount, he was able to have like the same amount of production in half the games played without Lamar Jackson than with Lamar Jackson. If, if you're following what I'm saying here, yes, yeah, basically yeah. the backups in Baltimore fed him, and we're looking his way constantly, especially in the red zone. Whereas Lamar didn't target him quite and look his way quite as much. So I'm gonna be looking to see if Andrews can duplicate last year with a full season of Lamar under center.
1: Who is your player to watch here in the AFC North, Dan? All right. We are going to the Steel City. Uh, Pittsburgh, baby. You know who I got? I got George Pickens, the mm. second round draft pick out of Georgia for the Steelers. I like it. We I feel like I feel like you've heard nothing but just good things about this guy and how the Steelers yet again have found another wide receiver in the draft that is going to be, you know, all pro, you know, I just think, you know, that offense, whoever's going to be leading it to start, uh, whether it's Trubisky or Pickett, I think uh, that guy's going to play a key role. You got, you know, a pretty good core already. You got Deontay Johnson. He just got re-upped. Um, yeah, I, I think that guy will get um, a lot of play. I think he could be the best um the best performer out of the rookie class. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely my player to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see what the Pittsburgh offense looks like this year. I, mm-hmm. Obviously, it highly depends on whether it's Trubisky or whether it's Kenny Pickett, uh, whichever route they choose to go. Uh, I think you can definitely factor in George Pickens to some degree. It looks like Pittsburgh hit on another wide receiver. Shocker there. Uh let's let's give some bold predictions here for the AFC North. Uh I will give mine first. Okay. I don't know how bold this is, but this guy finished second in the NFL in rushing yards last year and he also missed 3 games. I'm going to say Nick Chubb the running back from the Cleveland Browns is going to finish outside the top 20 outside the top 20 in rushing yards in 2022. That is probably going to be something that gets dug up and just put on old takes, exposed freezing cold takes, whatever you will, because last year, the the 20th ranked running back in rushing yards was aj Dillon, who was a backup technically to aaron jones with 803 so basically i am saying that nick chubb's efficiency is going to go down the drain might even miss a handful of games who knows i'm not wishing for that injury that being said he does have an injury history he has had uh some injury issues in the past doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy for a full slate, so you definitely have to factor that in. But with Jacoby Brissett under center for the majority of the season, and then who knows what Deshaun Watson is like when that piece of crap comes back from his suspension. I just think that the, the Browns offense is going to be an absolute mess this year, and uh, I, I don't have high expectations for it, and thus I'm going to say that not only does the Browns often suck as a whole, but Nick Chubb is going to suffer the most.
1: Damn. Damn. All right. I like that. I like that one. Um, I disavowed the Browns, so I am not a (laughs) Man. Um, Once they got rid of Baker, that was it. It was over. Um, My bold prediction is pretty bold. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to win the MVP. Oh, okay. Joey Burrow. Um, so look, I know Super Bowl hangovers are a thing, blah, 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 whatever. His O line sucks, blah, 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 blah. They've made some additions to uh, the O line over the offseason. Um, and Jamar Chase going to be a second year player, going to have a full, you know, he's got a full training camp, full offseason, all of that. They're, they're going to be, you know, firing on all cylinders. Joe Mixon coming off, I think his best career um, as an NFL player, uh, his best career, his best season as an NFL player last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he absolutely went off uh, despite the O-line. And if the O-line can just give Burl a little bit more uh, relief, I think it's going to pay dividends. Uh, he... Uh, Let's see. uh, Sorry. He had 34 uh, touchdowns of 14 picks last year and his completion percentage, you know, in the 70 percentile is pretty damn good. And I think that, again, with Chase going into his second year, he's still got a good backfield and that team I have winning that division. So I think I think he has a real shot at it. You know, he had forty six hundred yards passing last year. I think you're going to see that number go up as well. And again, like the dude got sacked a billion times last year and still was able to lead his team to the Super Bowl. So I think, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I really would not be surprised to uh, see Joe Burrow as uh, the MVP this year.
0: Yeah, he is another year removed from that ACL injury. Perhaps the mobility starts to to come back in terms of maybe he incorporates a little bit more rushing, feels a little bit more comfortable with that, and that would add another dimension to his game. And yeah, if if the offensive line could just keep him upright, that that's the one thing that they're missing. That's like the the key that they just need the lock that they just need to uh they just need to unlock it. it, it yeah. Terrible analogy there, but basically uh, that's that's the difference maker yeah. for them. If they can if they can literally get an offensive line to pass block for Joe Burrow, that offense is going to be disgusting. They have three bonafide really great receivers between Chase Higgins and Boyd factor in that Joe Mixon is still leading that backfield. They've got weapons all around Hayden Hurst also coming into play. he will be the, the lead tight end there. He's, he's proven to be a, a solid tight end, especially in the receiving department. So that that's, it. it won't take much to, to have that become a reality. I'm right there with you, man. Let's uh let's give our season projections for the AFC North. So, DS, uh, you you've already said you've got Cincinnati winning the division. How do you see the
1: rest of the division shaking out? So, I think you're going to see uh uh, healthier and better Lamar Jackson um this year. Uh, so I got the Ravens finishing in second, uh the Steelers again, you know, I don't think, you know, I think it's just the start of their rebuild, sort of. Uh, whether it's Trubisky or Pickett, I think they should go with Pickett. I I just don't think if you if you take tr- uh, Trubisky and have them as your starter for the first however many games, and then you throw Pickett in, like no matter what, you're probably gonna have a losing season. So might as well just go with the kid. So I don't think the Steelers are gonna be anything, you know, special. But I do think it's gonna be you know fun to watch them and and the young guys they do have. But that leaves you with the Browns. Obviously, their shitbag quarterback is suspended for the first uh, eleven games of the year, and yep, yeah, I they're gonna they're gonna suck. They're gonna suck really really bad for the first you know eleven weeks. Um, I I'd be shocked if they won more than like two games, honestly. Um, so I got them finishing last in the North. I think that probably flips on its head in the coming years, but we'll save that for another pod. And, uh, yeah, that's what we got.
0: I am right there with you, man. You pretty much said it all. I got Cincinnati winning the division. I think they'll finish probably maybe even in a tie with Baltimore. I really expect Baltimore to bounce back, especially from a defensive perspective. They ranked 27th last year in defense overall. I that was strictly because half their defense fell to the injury bug and they just had nobody, and the offense was also a little dinged up. Obviously, Lamar Jackson missed a third of the season, so they just struggled across the board. They lost all their running backs preseason last year. They should be getting most of them back this year. So if they can, uh, if they can, if they can kick the injury bug, this this team is a prime candidate to bounce back. I think they'll be right there with Cincinnati. I'll give the Bengals, though, the slight edge for the division. And then same thing with you, Pittsburgh three, Cleveland four, Pittsburgh kind of building backwards. Uh, I don't know if they're ready to call it a rebuild yet, but uh, they'll kind of be in the middle there somewhere. And then Cleveland, I, I don't have high expectations for them, especially now that Deshaun Watson is toast for most of the season. So we'll leave that at that. Let's move on to the AFC South. Diaz, give me your player to watch for in the AFC South.
1: So, I like me some Michael Pittman, baby, of the Indianapolis Colts. Young guy, up and coming, and I think with an actual quarterback, you know, behind him, he can uh, probably start to develop a bit better. Um, you know, the Colts for the last you know few years since Andrew Luck retired have been just an absolute question mark. You have no idea what to expect. You have no idea what their offense will look like other than Jonathan Taylor being an absolute beast. Um, so I like Pittman. Um, I like him a lot. Like, I just think that Matt Ryan thrown to him. I'm not saying Matt Ryan is going to be 2016 Matt Ryan, but he's competent. He will get you the ball and he will not suck ass and try to scramble and throw the ball away a billion times because he's, you know, an idiot like Carson Wentz. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Pittman.
0: Once again, we have picked a player from the same team, and you've pretty much outlined the entire case for Matt Ryan as well. That's my player to watch in the AFC South. First, he's got a new team for the first time. In his 14 years after being traded from Atlanta to Indy. Clearly, Indy did not like the Carson Wentz experiment. So they shipped him out to Washington after one year. So now it's in the hands of 37 year old, 14 year veteran Matt Ryan to get the Colts back into the postseason. They missed out last year. And after that, they had a pretty much a tough stretch. Where they kind of choked the last couple of weeks, uh, they looked to be in position, and then they they kind of screwed up. So that's uh, that's my player to watch because I think Matt Ryan should be able to guide Indy back into the playoff mix and not have a a turnover fest and a a choking dog finish to the season. So I, I like I'm I'm interested to see where Matt Ryan can take this team now bold prediction wise ds what what would you make for a bold prediction here in this division
1: well this this kind of ties a little bit to my like my my standings and how i see it playing out in that division but i think this i think this plays um i got the colts winning the afc south um I know the Titans are a popular pick. They were 12-5 and five last year to the Colts' 9-8. Uh, and eight. But, again, I think the Colts are going to have a legitimate offense. Um, the run game is going to be complemented that much more by Matt Ryan. Um, so, I think that's part of it. And I also think the Titans are going to come down to earth. Like, I just – Derek Henry, another year older, he's been prone to, to get banged up here and there. Ryan Tannehill – like you take away his best weapon, and you know one of the premier receivers, and all of the NFL, and AJ Brown, and I think he's going to struggle. You know, I, I I really do. I I don't think the Titans are are going to be king of that division anymore. I don't think anyone's going to really going to be king king of that division. But I think it's going to be the Colts one this year.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, well, I don't disagree with you there, uh, but I'll I'll save my divisional placement for a moment. Yeah, my you. My bold prediction, and I'm going to try and say this without laughing. Bear with me. The Urban Meyer jokes get touches all the way into 2023 with little improvement from the Jacksonville Jaguars in the
1: win-loss department. (laughs) You say they get little what? Touches. (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, <laughs> I don't hate that.
0: <laughs> gonna, gonna. There, there's my Urban Meyer joke plug. Terrible scene, tough yeah, scene, but I uh, yeah, had, had to yeah, yeah. had to find a place to kind of get it in there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Right. Let's uh, let's let's move on from that terrible joke and wrap up the AFC South with our kind of season projections here. So you've already mentioned you like Indy to win this division. I'm going to go ahead and on a limb and say you like Tennessee to be the second best team in this division? Uh, that would be correct, sir. All right.
1: And then how do you have the rest of it shaken out? Uh, so the rest of it, I actually have the Jags uh, not being bottom of the barrel. They're going to come in third, and then the Texans in dead last. I think, again, you have a, an actual coach who isn't, just a psycho, an absolute psychopath in there. And I think it's good for your you know, young, up-and-coming, top number one pick quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. So I think he's going to have a good year as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Right there with you, man. I have Indy and Tennessee. I think it'll be a similar situation to the first two divisions we talked about where those top two teams will be neck and neck for the division title. I'm going to give a slight edge to Indy here. But I think that this will be the the worst of the four division winners in terms of record. I think 10 wins might be good enough to win this division. Uh, that being said, I will have, so Indy one, Tennessee two. Uh, there's just too much of a drop off from the Titans. No AJ Brown. I know Julio Jones never really took off there, but that experiment didn't work out. They don't have him now either. It, it, it's it's going to be a, very dependent on about on Tarek Henry returning to form after he got injured last year. So I don't I don't know. I I'd rather I think I'd rather go with Indy to retake the AFC South here. And then yeah, Jacksonville, I've got them three, Houston four. Although honestly, you could flip flop the two of them because Houston looked a little bit more competitive last year. Yeah, I expect Jacksonville to be a little bit better than they were, but I don't think it'll translate this year to a much better win-loss record than it was last year. So I think those two can be flip-flopped at three and four. Lastly, we have the AFC East. You've got the Patriots here, Bills, Dolphins, Jets. This is our division, Dan, but
1: it's not looking great. (laughs) It's not looking good, dude, that. Uh, I know. uh so I know. we'll we'll get
0: into some past talk here in just a moment but let's start with a player to watch here who are you looking at for in the afc east this season
1: so i gotta think for wide receivers i guess um i got braxton barrios of the new york jets um He was a Pro Bowl punt returner last year. Um, He actually might have been all pro, if I'm not mistaken, punt returner. Um, And last year, you know, he neared 50 receptions. He was at 46 for 430 yards, you know, only two TDs. But I think he's going to work himself, you know, into that offense as the year goes on. And I think he's going to be, you know, one of those really good dump off options for uh, Zach Wilson, Um, you know, I think he's flashed a little bit in the preseason and there, you know, I think that's a wide receiving core that he can work his way up. You know, you got Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Um, but I do think Barrios is going to end up being a really reliable option um, for Zach Wilson. I'm not saying he's going to be, uh, you know, an all pro receiver or anything, but I could definitely see him getting like 65 to 70 catches for, you know, 800 yards, you know, I, it's, it's a bit of a tall ask, but I I think he could do it. I I really do.
0: Okay. I'm also going to stick on your wide receiver train and, but I'm going to say the player to watch here is Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from the Buffalo bills in his first two seasons in the league. He really hadn't done much of anything. And then last year, He kind of had his coming out party in that playoff game in Kansas City where he had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, it was a loss, uh, but it kind of was – it felt like his coming out party, so to speak, because he hadn't really done much other than be like one of Josh Allen's favorite sort of end zone slash red zone targets because he only had like 35 catches last year. He he was kind of buried on that wide receiver death chart. He was like the third or fourth guy at best. Well, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, who were two of those guys that were competing with him and above him on the depth chart, they're gone. So basically, it's looking like Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. So I'm going to be interested to see if Gabriel Davis can build off of that nice little playoff run he had last year, especially the, the, the latter of the two games, and if he can be like a bona fide wide receiver too. For the buffalo bills and him and Diggs just are able to just work the league with josh allen slinging the ball to them
1: Bold, yeah.
0: bold prediction wise i'm also gonna stay with wide receiver and if you recall dan tyree kill had a quote i don't know how serious he was when he said this but I'm going to paraphrase it, and it was basically something along the lines of Tua Tungavailoa is the best quarterback I've ever played with. I think that was what he said. Correct me if I'm
1: wrong? Something like that.
0: Yeah, well, my bold prediction is that Tyreek Hill realizes how wrong he was to even think that, let alone proclaim it to the media. He's going to lose his patience. For Tua Veloa, who is going to crumble and not have a breakout season in a contract year. And Tyreek Hill is going to go nuts. Like, the bad nuts. Like, he's going to pull an A-B this year. I'm calling it now. This man's going to lose his fucking shit. Now, hopefully, for the sake of him, I hope it's not, like, literally walk off the field mid game just quit and then and and then just like basically be this twitter fiend and keyboard warrior but i think that he could literally do what ab did with the raiders which was basically get traded from the steelers to the raiders and then get himself cut from the team before the season even starts huh. i i can totally see that if he realizes how bad tua is after a couple of weeks into the season. I don't think Tyreek Hill is necessarily that person, but honestly, if that happened, I wouldn't be shocked. So that's going to be my bold prediction is Tyreek Hill pulls an AB and gets himself released from the dolphins before season's end. Jesus. W- what's yours?
1: I'm not sure how I, how I even top that. Um, wow. Well- Carefully. I have, I Jesus Christ, that, that was just. I did not expect that. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I did not expect that out of you. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Patriots here. Shocker, but it's like one of the only positives I think that they're gonna have and um, this season, and not like not that they're gonna suck, suck, suck. But um, I think that. Jacoby Myers is going to be a thousand uh, yard um, receiver. And I think uh, Mac Jones is going to be a pro bowler, not a fake pro bowler, but like an actual real pro bowler, like not an injury replacement or anything like that. And I don't have the best of evidence to back that up because like the only discourse this off season for the Patriots is why is Matt Patricia running and you know, why is Joe judge running the offense and all this you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, I truly believe the most important part, even though that part is dysfunctional, you always say it, it's coaching quarterback, it's coaching quarterback. And if you have that marriage, if that is a marriage that is working, then I think, I think it will work out, right? If Mac can build on last year, offensively, they haven't, like, I like they haven't really detracted anything from the offense besides McDaniels, um, from last year. So part of me has to think they they that will click at some point. I don't know if it's going to take them a few games, if they're going to have to start one and three again like last year, but I really do think that they, at least those two guys right there, they will click. And I could be wrong. Maybe it's not Myers and it will be Parker, but um, I do think you're going to see that. Even if they don't end up you know, as good as we'd hope, I, I just I don't see them being that much worse than what they were last year. I see them being better, um, given the, all the staff inquiries and all that and the question marks and all this stuff. So it, it's kind of a long shot, but I I don't know. I just I'm not gonna count out Belichick at this point, um, even with just how weird it looks right now. Mm.
0: Fair enough. Uh let's let's give our AFC East kind of standing projections I think uh I think if anyone else has anyone other than Buffalo at the top I I have questions for you I I have like serious mental questions for you I won't ask you to get mentally checked out but uh please please check yourself before you wreck yourself uh outside of Buffalo being at one how do you see the rest of the division playing out yes
1: so I, I do think it'll end up being Pats, Dolphins, Jets. And mostly because I don't believe in Tua, Uh, you know, kind of like you. I, I just – I don't believe in him. Um, Even with uh, Tyreek Hill there as another weapon, I just think that he has a very, very limited ceiling. He's been benched before, um, you know, midseason. And I just – yeah, I – as you said about the Bron- uh, about the Broncos, uh, I got to see it to believe it for that. And then the Jets uh, got them at the bottom. I mean, pretty pretty self explanatory. I you got to show me something. And Zach Wilson, you know, low key kind of gets banged up. And I don't know, that's probably hurt it. He's not the only one that gets banged up. <laughs> More jokes, Ryan? What What do you got?
0: I, I'm. I I'm, I'm in Looney State right now. I've, I've been up for four and a half hours, so I, uh, I've I only had four and a half hours of sleep. See, I can't even talk correctly. That's where we're at, honestly at, at this point in the day. So <laughs> uh, the the jokes are here and they are bad. They are bad. <laughs> All right, yeah. I am right there with you though. I do think the the difference between New England and Miami for two and three in in the AFC East is negligible. Because I, I can, I think the range of outcomes for Miami is a lot like wider, like the than it is for New England. I feel like New England is bound to be like slightly below 500, whereas Miami could easily be like a 10 or 11 win team, maybe even more if if the offense clicks like right off the get go and Tua proves to be co- more than competent. But like I like you said, I, we're both on the same boat. We don't really think that the Dolphins and Tua are going to be able to do that. So I've got them slightly below 500 as well. I'll uh, let my New England bias give them the tiebreaker there, put New England ahead just slightly above Miami for second place in the division, Uh, and then the Jets at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I just... One of these years, I think Zach Wilson will put it together, but given the fact that he's coming back from a little bit of a knee scare and it's what year two for him. Now, uh, I, I, the weapons are starting to be there, but I just, I don't think it's the wins are not going to translate. So it's kind of like with the Jags where you expect better on field performances, but not necessarily translating into wins. So yeah definitely bills at the top jets at the bottom and then honestly you can put in new england miami two three however you choose and i won't really disagree with you in the slightest now before we give our playoff picks dan let's let's kind of just run through our expectations for the pats this year uh looking at the schedule they are going to start off with a road trip to Miami. So they get that out of the way rather than having that at the end of the season. So that might be a nice little change of pace there. Uh, But they, the schedule features the AFC North teams. So they'll have matchups against both Cincinnati and Baltimore. They will be playing the NFC North, which means they will be playing the Green Bay Packers, and Minnesota Vikings. They also have matchups against the Las Vegas Raiders as well as the Arizona Cardinals to boot. Uh, They also get a matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. So with all that being said, Dan, record-wise, I know we kind of see them somewhere around probably second place in the AFC East, but record-wise, where do you see
1: them kind of finishing on a win-loss record i got them at 10 and 7 um and that's like you know things gotta go well right like i think they gotta start off much better in the first four games this year than they did last year one and three start will probably put them not put them away but it will you know i don't think they'll be able to come back from that two years in a row no no way and i I do think they have some very just straight up losable games, obviously, on this. School. Like the Bengals, borderline no shot in my in my opinion. Um, and again, like you you, you got to play the Bills twice. Um, that's going to be tough. The Packers. Um, so look, those first four games, away at Miami, away at Pittsburgh, home against the Ravens, and away at the Packers. You know, if you can muster up two and two there somehow, some way, you know, because you know, I, I like I guess the Dolphins, I'm hoping for a split. You know, they lost to them both times last year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping um, even if you lose both Bills games, you got, you know, a team in the lines at home. Uh, you know, you got uh, Deshaun Watson with Browns. You got a terrible Bears team at home. You're <laughs> probably going to bang up on, on the Jets. Hopefully twice Um, the Colts, they're a question mark, but you know, we'll see what they look like. The Vikings, I'm down on the Vikings in general. Um, I just am. I I don't believe in Kirk cousins and I think he's on the downslope. and the Cardinals play them in December. You know, they might, they might be fading by then who knows. Um, But yeah, yeah. It's like, that, those first four games are are just huge because it's really going to set the tone. And I don't, I just really don't like their chances that they start off, you know, below 500 after that stretch. Um, like I had mentioned, but I do see them 10 and seven, the more realistic thing uh, for other people might be nine and eight, but I don't know. It's if you listen to the people who cover the team this, you know, this summer, it's been doom and gloom pretty much every single day. So Ten and seven sounds like they won the Super Bowl, you know? But <laughs> I just don't see them being marginally worse than they were last year, despite a key loss and JC Jackson um and Josh McDaniels. I still think they can muster up ten wins. How about you, Ryan?
0: I I don't think I can see it, man. I think uh think we're looking at nine and eight at best. I think I think I'm gonna peg them to be eight and nine. I, I look at that early season stretch that you mentioned. 3 out of the 4 of those are on the road. Baltimore and Green Bay there early on. At Miami is always a trouble spot for them. It, it I just I have a really bad feeling that they are going to start 1 and 3 again. They'll probably beat Pittsburgh, but I don't see them beating Baltimore even though it's at home. I don't see them going into Green Bay and winning that one. And I'm skeptical skeptical about the season opener in Miami. They lost at home to Miami last year, and they, they had no business losing that game at home. Now they start in Miami this year. I, I just I I have a bad feeling they're gonna start one and three again. And then yeah, it gets easier. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, and the in the New York Jets. I think they can win all four of those games, and that'll write the ship to five and three. But I think they'll drop the game to Indy right before the buy. And then you look at it after the buy and it just, it's a, it's a gauntlet. You start off with the jets right after the buy. So they should win that one. I think too. I think they should be able to beat the jets twice. So that, that puts them at six and four, but from there on out, I, I struggle to see where they will be able to, to win much more after that at Minnesota home against Buffalo at Arizona at Las Vegas, home against Cincy, home against Miami at Buffalo. I see like two wins in there. So I, I think uh I think you're looking at eight and nine, maybe nine and eight at best. I I, I think ten ten would be a minor miracle, honestly. <laughs> and maybe maybe yep. I maybe I'm just playing into the the pessimistic woe is me, uh, woe are the New England Patriots kind of mantra. But I like to think I'm usually more on the optimistic side with the Patriots, but this year, I I just, I'm looking at that schedule, man. And I just, I, I, they're going to need to win like all the games that they should, that they're favored in and then steal some games to get to, just to get to 10. And I I don't know how many of those games that they probably will not be the favorites in. I don't know how many of those they're going to be able to steal. So I think they're going to be somewhere around 500. I'll peg them to be like eight and
1: nine. All right. I mean, hey, eight. I mean, it's very, very, very possible. I mean, it's it's so hard to tell. It's like, like last year, I didn't. I'm. I was happy they won ten, but it's like, you know, you look back on it and you're like, yeah. I mean, you know, they had this in place. You know, Josh. You know, is still there, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and yeah yeah i mean it's it's gonna be very interesting to say the least either way i mean either way it's the third year without brady so the further away you get from that it's like whoa what are we doing here (laughs) yep all
0: right let's wrap this up and make some playoff predictions let's make our playoff picks here ds so I'm gonna give you my teams one through seven seated, and then we will go through and make our selections who will advance through the AFC playoff bracket this year, and then who will be matched up in the Super Bowl with the AFC champion and who will go home as Super Bowl champion. So my teams, one through seven are as follows. I've got the Buffalo Bills checking in as the one seed, getting that first round by. I think they'll have the best record in all the NFL. I I think this will be – I don't want to say they're coming out party because they've been to the – they went to the conference championship game uh, two years ago against Kansas City. Last year, they got stuck with Kansas City in the divisional round. I think they just need to get over that Kansas City hump to be able to really kind of cement themselves and – Perhaps this will be the year, but regular season wise, I think they'll they will cruise. They will be an absolute wagon and they'll be the one seed. Two, I've got the LA Chargers. I think Justin Herbert in that offense in tandem with a star-studded defense. They're gonna translate to wins this year. They've struggled to really do that in Herbert's tenure here. But I think this is the year where the Chargers put it all together from a win-loss perspective. Three, I've got the Bengals, the defending AFC champions. I've got them as the three seed. And then Indy will be the four seed. My wildcard teams, I think you'll have Baltimore as the five, Kansas City as the six. Uh, And then for the final playoff spot, I think it comes down to Vegas, in tennessee and i'm gonna say vegas squeaks in yet again and gets that final playoff spot so that's how i see the seven playoff teams shaking out in order what about you
1: dan all right uh so top the afc here i got the buffalo bills uh leading the afc here number two seed we got the cincinnati Bengals. Number three, looking at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, four got the Colts and five the LA Chargers uh, and then six we have the Baltimore Ravens again, fully healthy Lamar. I think you know that that, that team should be right back in the mix. Uh, Tennessee Titans at number seven and rounding out uh, the playoffs oh sorry. No, that's it.
0: Yep. That <laughs> is it. indeed
1: it. All right.
0: I'll give you my playoff picks first, because if you listen to part one, I did give away my Super Bowl winner, and they did hail from the AFC, so that was poor planning on my part. I have in the wild card round. I've got, uh, let's see here. I have in the four-five matchup, I've got the Colts and the Ravens. I like the Ravens to win that one on the road. In the 3-6 matchup, I have a rematch of last year's AFC Conference Championship game. This time it's in the wild card round. I've got Kansas City upsetting the reigning conference champions. I see Cincy on just getting a brutal shake here. And I think that they'll be one and done this year, sadly. And then 2-7, I got Chargers and Raiders, divisional matchup here. I like the Chargers. I, I don't think the Raiders are quite ready yet. I think if the Chargers have as dominant of a regular season as I expect them to be, then they should be primed and ready to make some noise in the postseason. Then in the divisional round, that would have Buffalo and Kansas City. So Kansas City just gets brutal shake here in my scenario, playing Cincinnati and Buffalo in their first two matchups before the conference championship game. But I have Buffalo get finally getting over that Kansas City, uh, that kind of Kansas City hump there, and getting revenge for the plat- the past two playoff losses and advancing to the AFC conference championship game. They will meet the LA chargers who I think will, will take down the Baltimore Ravens. Again, I just think that the chargers are the more complete team and they're more built for playoff success than Baltimore. Then that leaves me with Buffalo and the LA chargers. I'm going to say Buffalo finally makes it back to the Super Bowl. I don't think Herbert's ready quite yet for this to make it all the way to the big the big game. But I like Buffalo. I think they're, they've got one of the best, if not the best defenses in the league. They've got the offensive firepower, and I think they finally put it all together and make a run to the Super Bowl. If you listen to part one, you know that I have them meeting up with Tom Brady and the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Once again, Tom Brady stands in the way of a former rival in their quest to get a Super Bowl. However, unlike how he denied Patrick Mahomes a Super Bowl championship, I think he will be unsuccessful in doing so this time around with Buffalo. I think Buffalo gets the final laugh on Tom Brady in his story career, and Buffalo wins the Super Bowl this
1: year. <laughs> Oh, my. Wow. What What say you, DS? Well, so I got in the 2-7, I got Bengals over the Titans. Mm -hmm. Just see the Bengals rolling there. Uh, Chiefs are going to take on and take over the Colts. Going to get a big playoff win there for Herbert. And then Bills over the wait no yeah Bills over the Chargers um, in the divisional round, and then I got <clears throat> then I got the Bengals sorry yeah Bengals over the Chiefs in their divisional matchup. Um, okay. you know, I, I'm I'm not a Chiefs hater. Okay, I just don't think they're going to have enough. Um, you know, just firepower on offense, uh, to to get by the Bengals. I just think they're they're gonna be the better team this year. Uh, so Bengals over the Chiefs there in the divisional. So that leaves us with Bills and Bangles in the AFC title game. And that's if that's the case, that's gonna be absolutely incredible. And as much as I love Joe Burrow, I got the Bills over the Bengals in that scenario with Josh Allen going to the Super Bowl. Okay,
0: now, who do you have the bills matching up with in the Super Bowl? and then who do you have taking it all?
1: So I've thought about this a lot because last year felt it felt weird. Um, just how it shook down. like I just I didn't feel like I know the Rams on paper are incredible and they're nasty. I just for some reason, I just I did not see them winning. Um, the Super Bowl last year, I just it it kind of caught me off guard. Um, but as nasty as they are, like they are, they are great. But you know, and Brady as well. I I didn't I I thought Brady would probably be right there again. And the NFC honestly has gotten a lot worse, um, just competition wise. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the Super. <sighs> Bowl. It's just it like it's so you can't it's it's like he's in a bucks uniform but he's still a patriot in the way that you just can't bet against the guy um even though they came up short last year Mm -hmm. uh, they, they added to their team you know and they stay healthy they're right there and again like i said the nfc got worse his division is horrible their schedule's tough but his division's terrible um so I got that there. Um and yeah, Bills. I, I think I think Josh Allen and the Bills, it's their time. Uh it's it's one of those things like they are they have been ascending the last, you know, three to four years. And I think that ascension continues this year and they win it all. All right. That makes it
0: three for three across the board. Though Mike also had the Bills winning it all. He had them beating Green Bay but nevertheless that makes us three for three on buffalo so uh we'll see if josh allen and co can prove us right in those picks but i think that's gonna do it for this edition for this episode of fixing the talk sports dan do you have any
1: final thoughts before we sign off um no i mean not really i think uh i think we're in for a pretty good season of football and I just really, you know, I feel like every every Pats game is going to be pins and needles and you know, I don't love that feeling, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, so
0: Yeah, well, the NFL season kicks off on September the 8th. You've got, I believe it's Bills and Rams that to open up the season, so a barn burner right off the rip with the defending champions taking on this year's presumptive at least by this pod, Super Bowl favorite uh, this year. So for DS, I'm Ryan. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.